There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Well, it's hard to believe that it's Friday already, but here we are in our Friday edition of the podcast. What an end of the week it's been. We thank the Lord for his goodness. We thank the Lord for the word of God. Let me make just a quick announcement here on the podcast for those of you in the area of uh, Southern Pennsylvania. uh, The Lebanon Independent Baptist Church in Lebanon, Pennsylvania will be holding special services this week, Monday and Tuesday at 7 o'clock p.m., downtown Lebanon. If you need to Google it, you can Google it, but it's the Lebanon Independent Baptist Church, Pastor Elwood Heller, and they're having special services. We want to invite folks out to that. I am unable to attend Monday night as of now. There's some things that we'd already had scheduled, uh, but Tuesday night, Lord willing, plan on being there in the services up in Lebanon. We thank God for the church there. Thank God for the pastor, the labor that God has called them to. And so we did want to announce that for this weekend. And I also want to add this next weekend, Uh, After a wedding up in Black Creek, New York, we'll be starting a meeting next Sunday, and uh, it's going to be at the Grace Bible Baptist Church of Shingle House, Pennsylvania. Pastor Phil Seeley and the folks there have invited us to come, and so we'll be there all day on Sunday, and then we'll be there Monday through Friday at 7 o'clock each night. And so also, those of you that listen, we do want to invite you to the revival services. We thank God for this privilege to go and preach. We thank God for getting us back on the road again. What a great honor and a great privilege it is to be traveling in the ministry of evangelism. We're in our 16th year. Over 15 years now, we've been on the road full time. And uh, when I left to go into evangelism, I left without support. I left without meetings. I left without knowing men, but I left for a call of God. And I went out there on the road and went broke and I cried myself to sleep and sucked my thumb and and wondered what God would ever do with me, wondered if God would ever use me, wondered if God would ever allow me to preach, if God would ever give me meetings. And uh, to be honest with you, I only had two or three revival services the first three to four years I was in evangelism. And I began to wonder, began to question, saying, Dear Lord God of heaven, Lord, what have you done with me? Where where am I going to be? But then God began to add to the ministry, and God put people in my life to help us with the ministry. And so we thank the Lord for this privilege to go and preach. Right now, we've uh, already had several meetings this year, and I believe, Lord willing, we've got about 15 more actual revival-type meetings, Bible conferences, throughout the end of the year. The Lord may add some more to that. Uh, but what a privilege that is, and we'll be quite busy. And, of course, my wife and I travel in a minivan uh, with our children. We don't live in a motorhome. We travel uh, as we see fit, whatever we can pack in the van and on the roof. And so we get where we're going, and we buy the things we need to eat, and anything else that we forgot, we take care of that. And God has blessed that. God has honored that in our lives. We want to thank Him and praise Him. We're in Psalm 30 today, in Psalm chapter 30. It's a psalm and song at the dedication of the house of David. And the Word of God simply says this, I will extol thee, O Lord, for thou hast lifted me up, 
and hast not made my foes to rejoice over me. Now, there's two interesting parts to this. One, I will extol thee. And I'm going to take a lot of this podcast and look at to extol. What does it mean to extol? What does it mean to extol versus to magnify? What does it mean to magnify versus exalt? And so we'll look at some of those things according to the scripture. But what we see here, he just said, I will extol thee. And he said this, thou hast lifted me up. What is he speaking of there? Well, we're talking about Messianic Psalms. We're in the Psalms of Messiah, and Psalm chapter 30 is a song of Messiah. For he says, it's a psalm and song at the dedication of the house of David. That's according to the word of God. And so he tells us that this psalm and song was written at that dedication. And he's speaking here of the resurrection. And that's what he speaks in verse 1 when he said, Thou hast lifted me up and hast not made my foes to rejoice over me. Why? I am he that was dead and yet liveth, and behold, I am alive forevermore. That's the book of Revelation, speaking of Jesus Christ, the resurrection of Christ. He who was dead is now alive. He that was no longer with us is back with us again. Thank God for that. That's the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But he said in verse 1, I will extol thee, O Lord, for thou hast lifted me up. And I want to look at the difference here between extol and exalt. And there's a couple biblical differences we'll see in that matter. And I'd like to look at that with the Lord's help. But to do that, let me first look at the word exalt. And to exalt in Psalm 34 and verse 3, he says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. And so two things we see there magnifying the Lord. Is God small? No, he's not small. How do we magnify him? Well, to magnify is simply to make something appear larger than what it actually is. And so we magnify things that we can see them better. We magnify things that we can see them clearly. And so to magnify the Lord is simply to take him and make him appear larger than what he appears. And why is that? Because to most people, he's a mighty small God. To most people, he's a God that is unable to salvage marriages. He's a God that's unable to clean up lives. He's a God that's unable to get people off of addiction. He's a God that's unable to save children and keep them in the house of God. He's a God that's unable to keep people out of prison. He's a weak God. He's a tawdry God. He's just another God to them. And so the psalmist said, oh, magnify the Lord with me. I often use the example of uh, magnifying with an ant. And it's amazing how just a little pea ant and uh, some people call them differently than that, but we'll use that for the podcast and in our personal lives. But a pea ant is just that tiniest little ant and uh, just a little speck on the ground. Yet my children are fascinated with ants. We have carpenter ants. We have red ants. We don't have fire ants. Thank God for that. But we also have these little tiny little pea ants. And it's amazing how small that ant is, yet children are captivated with it. They're amazed by that ant. And so what do we do? We try to put it under the magnification. We try to make it appear larger. Now, if I took that little ant and I magnified it and I had a high-definition video and I put it up on a large screen in our home, my children would scream in horror. They'd be devastated at this ant. They'd be shocked at this ant. Why? Because it's a mighty creature. Its mandibles are massive. It looks like it could crush a man's skull. His legs are going every which way, and their legs of strength. His body's a body of strength. To see him dragging that creature, which is 15 times larger than him across the porch, it doesn't seem like much until you put it into perspective of size, and it'd be like me carrying a 3,000-pound man on my back. And so the ant is a mighty creature. It's God's creature. And yet, until it's magnified, we don't see the ant for what it is. Those mandibles can rip flesh. Now, I realize that in a bulk frame like mine, 255 pounds, it would take an ant a long time to rip my flesh, but you gave him time to do it, he could do it. 
Why? Because those mandibles can rip that flesh. When I magnify him on the screen, he looks like he'd crush my skull. He looks like he'd eat me in one bite. And so that's just the example we use of magnify, to magnify the Lord with me. And then it says, and let us exalt his name together. So what are we going to do? First, we're going to magnify the Lord, make him appear larger than what folks see him as. You cannot make him larger than what he is. He's the great God. He's the almighty God. But what we can do is make him appear larger to men because men don't see his might and don't see his power. And so if we can magnify him and then exalt his name. Now, so again, we're talking about the difference between extol and exalt. What's the difference? To exalt him is to bring him up to the rightful place and the rightful position and a rightful honoring. We magnify him, make him look larger, and then we exalt him. We lift up his name. We bring his name before men. And again, we see that in Psalm 99.5 when he says, Exalt ye the Lord our God and worship at his footstool, for he is holy. So when he is exalted to his rightful position, I believe men will worship him. When he's lifted up, men will worship him. And he goes on and he deals with that exaltation concerning the wicked many times. But then in Psalm 107, he says, Of the Lord, let them exalt him also in the congregation of the people and praise him in the assembly of the elders. Two different things, exalt and praise. And so if we will exalt him, if we'll bring him up to that position of honor, bring him up to that place of honor, then men not only will worship him, but men also will praise him. The word of God says, wait on the Lord, Psalm 37, 34. Wait on the Lord and keep his way and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. What is he doing? He's bringing you up to that position where you receive your inheritance. He's bringing you up to that place of honor, that title where he gives you the inheritance. That's what he's speaking of. So again, exalting, lifting up, bringing to that rightful place, putting in its rightful place, but to extol. In Psalm 145 and 1, David's psalm of praise, he said, I will extol thee, my God, O king, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. In Psalm 68 and verse 4, sing unto God, sing praises to his name, extol him that rideth upon the heavens by his name, Yah, and rejoice before him. Daniel chapter 4 and verse 37, this is Nebuchadnezzar speaking here, prophesying. He says, now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven. And all whose works are truth and his ways judgment and those that walk in pride, he is able to abase. So it's not bringing up like it is to exalt. It's not to bring him up to that position. What it's doing to extol him is to ensure that he receives the greatest honor that he receives the greatest honor due him. Now, we're talking about the creator of all things. We're talking about he that giveth life. We're talking about eternal lives with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. There is none greater. So to extol him is to make sure that he's in that position. In our lives, in our minds, and before men, we put him in the greatest position of honor, King of kings, and Lord of Lords, I will extol thee two things, my God, O King, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. Who is more honorable than the King of Kings? Nobody. But to extol him is to make sure that he receives that honor, to make sure he's in that position to receive that honor. To extol him is to place him in the position that's due him. With Jesus Christ, and by the way, it's only used four times in the Word of God. 
But with Jesus Christ, it's the highest position that will ever will be. There is no higher position to put him in. There's no higher honor. There's no higher title. In fact, his name is so secret in the book of Revelation that no man knows it. Why? Because it's the highest of all. Nebuchadnezzar said, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven. There's no greater title. There's no greater position. There's no greater kingship than the king of heaven. He says, I will extol thee in our text, O Lord, for thou hast lifted me up and hast not made my foes to rejoice over me. Who is greater than our creator? Who is greater than he that resurrects the dead? Who is he that gives life to those that have died? Who is he that brings life to man that was dead but Jesus Christ? And so we extol him. We lift up his name. We exalt his name. And then we extol him in that position of honor. And so four times that word extol is used in this King James Bible. But look at the text prophesying of Jesus Christ. This is Jesus Christ speaking. This is the faith of Jesus Christ. The psalmist, yes, is penning this down through the inspiration of God, but he's speaking on behalf of Christ when he says, I will extol thee, O Lord, for thou hast lifted me up. When did he lift him up? When did he lift him? When his soul was made an offering for sin, he was lifted up, and we'll see that. And hast not made my foes to rejoice over me. O Lord my God, I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. You know, in Psalm chapter 6 and verse 2, our very first podcast, uh, we dealt with this matter and dealt with this issue, if you will, for the word of God. And he said, O Lord, rebuke me not in thine anger, neither chase me in thy hot displeasure. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am weak, O Lord. Heal me, for my bones are vexed. So what did the psalmist say here? He said, I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. So we see in Psalm 6, Jesus Christ is going to the cross of Calvary. We see in Psalm 30, Jesus Christ is resurrected. He's passed from death unto life. He has come out of that grave. And he that was dead yet liveth, and behold, is alive forevermore. For he said in verse 3, O Lord, thou hast brought up my soul from the grave. Thou hast kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. And I believe there, and not contradictory, I don't believe it's contradictory to the word of God, but I believe the reason he said his soul to the grave there, it's in the grave that that body is reunited with that soul. When God breathed life into Adam, he made him a living soul. And so that soul is the life of man. The body of Jesus Christ, the Holy One of God, is resting, awaiting a resurrection, and God reunites his soul, reunites his spirit and soul, the ghost of Jesus Christ, and he comes into that body and gives him life, and the psalmist said, thou hast brought up my soul from the grave. Why? He's given life to him. Thou hast kept me alive, that I should not go down to the pit. Sing unto the Lord, O ye saints of his, give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. The psalmist said in Psalm 97 and verse 12, along the same lines, the rejoicing, the celebration, if you will, of Jesus Christ. He said, rejoice in the Lord, you righteous, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. So again, twice, two psalms were told the remembrance of his holiness. Why? He's the holy one of God. He went to the grave holy. He was the holy sacrifice. And by the way, he's only sacrificed ever been holy, the Son of God. 
For his anger endureth, there's Psalm 6 and verse 1, we just read. But a moment in his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Two great statements to close out our podcast today. And I'm not going to do the rest of this psalm. There are some verses concerning Christ in there. We're going to use these last two verses, these last two statements, and look at Jesus Christ in this psalm. This is what he said. He said, in his favor is life. In the favor of the Father, there's life. Why he resurrected the Son. And then he says, weeping may endure for a night. When is that night? It's the night of Calvary. It's the sorrow of death. It's the sorrows of hell. They've compassed him about. But then he says, but joy cometh in the morning. And I believe there, it's when he looked at the thief on the cross. He says, this day thou shalt be with me in paradise. Jesus Christ, he, he thou wilt not leave my soul in hell. He crossed over to that great gulf. He crossed over to that great enlarged place. He brought me into a large place. We'll see that in Monday's podcast. He put him in that large place. He brought him out of the place of the damned. He brought him out of the place where the deadest souls without Christ are. And he brought him out of the torment and the suffering of hell and put him in a very large place. It's called paradise. And it was there that the joy cometh in the morning. And might I say to you, that is our hope. I hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. A Psalm of Messiah, Psalm chapter 30. And then he says, in my prosperity, in verse 6, I said, I shall never be moved. Lord, by thy favor, thou hast made my mountain to stand strong. Thou didst hide thy face, and I was troubled. I cried to thee, O Lord, unto the Lord I made supplication. And might I stop there in verse number 8 of Psalm chapter 30. And might I stop there and say these psalms of Messiah, these psalms of Jesus Christ, looking for Jesus Christ. You and I read them knowing that Jesus Christ walked on this earth. But we also read them in the hope of life in Christ. He's coming back. He's soon returning. Would you look up this weekend? May God bless you in the house of God this week. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord. As he cries for forgiveness and mercy, God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manassa Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up, for your redemption calleth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing.
child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glory.